0: saltburn to me is exhibit a of why it's often hard to gauge what success looks like in popular culture these days with all of these uh streaming platforms all of these uh, uh new doohickeys and apps and uh, apparatuses and a uh, little you know you got your little dick tracy watch that has a speaker on it and it'll it'll speak the movie to you uh all the all these new Uh, ways of getting information because this movie, uh, you know, (laughs)
1: ways of seeing, if you will. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Theatrically, this movie did pretty tepid business. It made $20 million worldwide, and it didn't get any Academy Award nominations, and I'm I'm sure they wanted it to. But, well, first of all, it has 1.6 million logs on Letterboxd, which is a lot. I have an article here from Deadline called The Saltburn Effect, talking about its phenomenal performance on various platforms. It says, the heat for Saltburn can be witnessed online. All in, Saltburn-themed videos have racked up. nearly four billion views on tiktok alone while the film garnered over three million influencer slash creator engagements with a combined reach of 166 million Now, again, uh, it's hard to come by data for how many people are actually watching it on Amazon Prime. Total viewership since its first weekend has grown nearly four times, fueled by a strong viral marketing campaign and word of mouth. So a lot of people are watching it, and despite the fact that the reviews have been pretty middling, the box office not great, and nobody I personally know likes it. Uh, but a lot of people do.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, just further to what you're saying, the song that appears at the end of the movie, Murder on the Dance Floor, which was a 2001 hit from Sophie Ellis Baxter, it's reappeared on the UK dance charts in the second week of January, hit number two. So this is a film that has cultural power, in spite of everything Will said, it's kind of tepid box office returns and the rest of it. And I mean, I don't know, they're going to have to develop new metrics for how you measure the success or failure of a film, because it really seems like neither the reviews or the first wave of them that come out in sort of official newspapers, uh, nor the box office returns are really a reliable gauge anymore of something's cultural impact.
0: And I think it would be easier, you know, if we were living in like an old paradigm to say like, okay, this this movie, which is aimed at the current moment, it's aimed at the Zeit Geist. And if it had made just, you know, $20 million worldwide, you'd be able to say, okay, failed didn't hit the zeitgeist and as i say i know a lot of people who don't like this movie and we've had a lot of requests to do this movie almost all of them suggesting something along the lines of this movie has bad politics or it has iffy politics or it's it's politics are not going to line up with our politics in some way
1: this <laughs> emerald fennel
0: is some uh, bougie bougie and has made has made the bougie parasite
1: uh so i mean first impressions it appears to be one thing and and then turns out to be something quite different. And I don't just mean that in terms of the plot, which has uh, you know, several twists but also in terms of the generic mode in which it's operating, because at the beginning of this film, it really does look like it belongs to a canon of sort of recent efforts like uh, The Menu, Triangle of Sadness, which I've not seen, even something like The Knives Out sequel, Glass Onion, uh, or, you know, the TV show Succession. A lot of those movies
0: you mention feel like they came out in its wake.
1: But no, I mean, we're not really worried about, you know, spoiling films for you because that's not how we approach them. In the case of this, one, because the twists and turns are so integral to what the film is doing. I mean, yeah, pause the recording. And when you've seen the film, you know, turn the cassette over and continue. But so consider yourselves duly warned.